If you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball. Shoot your shot. Hey, come on now, shoot your shot. Hey, come on, to shoot your shot. Hey, come on now, shoot your shot. Shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it, shoot your shot. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. This is a special episode. Obviously, I'm your host, Isfandi Arberhini, joined by my co-host, Bradshaw Furlong. And um, the special podcast is because kind of weird to say this but the end of a decade yeah yeah we're, we're almost finishing off 2019 which means we're entering into 2020 i remember when we were doing this in uh like not us particularly <laughs> but in 2009 when the when yeah. the decade was ending everybody was like oh my god so like on tests i have to write 2010 like yeah you had yeah, to do that crazy. the year before too you know <laughs> um but but we decided to do something fun here at the shoot your shot podcast uh we're gonna do kind of like a decade in review yeah. um just kind of you know, reviewing everything that's happened. Um, we're not going to go in detail, but the one thing I wanted to start off with were these teams that we've created. Yeah. Now, these are our all-decade teams. We made two separate teams, first team and second team, and we're going to go and kind of debate what's what's which. Um, you know, before, before starting off, I just want to say that I think most of our picks might be similar, but our format was a little different, yeah. so explain. So I, I knew we were doing the teams, and oh, S and I kind of talked about who was going to be going in which, uh, he was going on to wit, like, um, I don't know what, I don't know how to describe it, who's going where. Yeah. And he said he was doing more of a small ball thing. So I thought just to make it a little different and just to kind of make it tougher on myself, uh, we just formatted them differently. So he did, you did a center, two forwards, two guards. I did very traditional center, power forward, small forward, shooting guard, point guard. Yeah. So, and then by that, I, to classify them, it was just whatever, when I went on basketball reference and for in the decade, whatever the majority of the time they were playing in position, that's what I classify them as. Okay, like some of the guys enough. play different, like were classified as different positions over the decade, but the majority it made sense to put them in a certain spot. So we'll, let's get into it. Okay. Um, what position do you want to start with first? All decade first team point guard. I point think this guard. Is pretty consensus. This is very easy. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Curry, yeah. without a doubt. Hundred percent. Uh, got drafted in two thousand and nine, yeah. which is outside of the decade, but regardless, he. Pretty much catapulted onto the scene when the Warriors really started to get things going. After trading Monte and, yeah. and getting, you know, like he became the man on that yeah. team. Getting when over I, his ankle issues. Exactly. When I looked into it, and we'll talk about this next guy, the shooting guard, because I think they're kind of related. The only two players to average 25 points and 10 assists and have over 60% in terms of true shooting is James Harden and Stephen Curry in this, mm. in this decade. Um, that just goes to show you their greatness, yeah. and they've done it multiple seasons. It's mm-hmm. not just one season where one of them did it. I think it's a no-brainer. Stephen yeah. Curry is easily the the other guy. Shooting guard for me, just to, I don't mean to skip yeah, over no. it, but shooting guard for me is James Harden. Yeah. I, too. we've heard my myself on the podcast not be <laughs> so sold on Harden. And it's not just because, like, I think he's boring. I just, I, I, I have my issues with the way he plays, which is funny because I'm such a big Kobe Bryant yeah. fan. Um, I'm glad that you've now realized that yeah. Harden is considerably more efficient than Kobe Bryant really ever was. So this is this is the craziest part for me. Of any guard in the decade who averaged more than 25 points in tennis and shot over 60% in terms of true shooting, he has had the most in the top 20 100%. at seven seasons yeah. this decade. Seven. That yeah. means, uh, obviously, I don't need to do math here for you guys, but at 70% of the decade, yeah. he was doing that, and he was doing it efficiently. Yeah, and probably the three were when he was with OKC. Yeah. Yeah. It, I just... 
it makes sense. It's literally a no-brainer to put James Harden in this. Yeah. Um, it does seem like at points he turned it up throughout the second half of the decade, yeah. but he was just as dominant when it was the early end. Yeah, of... even when he was with OKC, he was still the sixth man of the year. He was yeah. still a really important player in the decade. Uh, you could argue, not uh, you can't argue he's the most important part of the player of the decade, but he's definitely one of the most important yes. players yeah. when you factor in the trade, especially. Right. Um, Small forward, this is, is the not, easiest one. Not this, easy. is not, this, is, this is the most important player of the decade. Yes. This is LeBron James. LeBron James. Eight consecutive finals, yeah. three NBA championships yep. with two different franchises, and he brought Cleveland to championship, mm-hmm. their first championship in 50 years. He's the best player in the world. Best player in the world. You could argue he still is. Arguably still is. And he's still doing it. He is at it's the crazy. age of 34, this... year 17, like you hate when yeah. he says no, it. No, I, I don't hate it. It's just like, I'm like, all right, just set, settle it down. Yeah. It's the Wash King thing I hate more than anything. I get it. I get it. But hey, the Wash King, yeah. it's just because... This guy came into the decade as the best player. He's leaving the decade as the best. Well, arguably yeah. the best player. Um, I, I love everything lebron did outside of basketball too that i know too. we're just talking stats no, but you have to factor in like their overall impact on the sport he's he's literally changed the way people or or players decide where they go like player empowerment era super teams yeah. and, and now we're actually moving away from super teams so it's funny to see how at the end of a decade mm-hmm. he he shifted over yeah. right and and just the nba shifted over your power forward it will be different from mine just because yeah. of schematics I picked Mr. Kevin Durant. That's there was, a good one. There's only three teams, sorry, three players that did 25 points, 10 rebounds, over 60% true shooting. That is Kevin Durant, that is LeBron James, that is Giannis Antetokounmpo. My guy. Um, yeah, there's, there's, it's really a no-brainer. Kevin Durant came into the decade as one of those young guys that you know was on an exciting OKC mm-hmm. team. We'll get to that team later. Um, and he pulled them to the NBA Finals with Russell Westbrook and James Harden, and they not they didn't beat the heat no. they got dismantled but at the same time it was just it was crazy to see a team like that thrive yeah. with such a young player mm-hmm. and then when we saw him with OKC try and try again with Westbrook didn't happen went to Golden State controversially <laughs> um never forgiven for that but and then he wins two championships two finals MVPs accomplishes what he wanted to wins an MVP has a great MVP speech yep really the other guy other than Kevin Durant and James Harden, sorry, other than LeBron James and James Harden, is Kevin Durant to talk about for de- decade basketball players. I would argue if it, if it wasn't for LeBron James, this would have been Kevin Durant's decade. Yeah. Because he was so dominant over the whole course of the decade. Whereas, like, I know Harden's had this second half of the decade, but Durant was came into the decade being one of the greatest scorers of all time, and he's leaving the decade being one of the greatest scorers of all time. It's just incredible how, he, how consistent he has been throughout his career scoring the ball and really leading team even when he was on the Warriors obviously it was still Steph's team but you could still see that Durant was one of the main leaders on that team and he took them to another level where they became this almost mythical figure right where they became the the Warriors they became the team that everyone was trying to either beat or was not going to compete with it's it's not even debatable that is the greatest team assembled oh yeah I mean, we can I, talk I about I, the Bulls. They're beating the Bulls in a seven-game series. I don't care. Who, I don't care. But it's it, it just like sheer talent yeah. on the team. The Bulls didn't have that much talent. Even when you have Michael Jordan, yeah. Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman on the team, you didn't have Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Kevin Durant. Yeah. It just the the amount of talent that they had was was unfathomable. It, That's it, why they have 73 it, wins on the season. Right? Yeah, they're they're like, I. It, I agree. They're not. They're. It's untouchable for the greatest team ever assembled. So this next position. I want to get my power forward. 
Didn't you pick? No. Oh, what am I saying? You, yeah. Okay, go ahead. So yeah. mine was set. Mine was different. So I went with Anthony Davis. Nice. Okay. I think it's pretty obvious. AD. I think you're going to make the case for him in a second as well. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's pretty clear that he's one of the one of the best big men of this decade, if not the best big man throughout the entire decade. That he he's your guy. You can argue now. Since we have an influx of new big men, Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. Joel Embiid, if you want to classify Giannis a big man, Nikola Jokic, you have all these guys. But throughout the entire course of the decade, I think you, there's no real question that AD is the best big man. I'm so interested to hear who your center is, so I'll let, <laughs> I'll, let I'll let you go first. I'll For let you center? Go. Yeah, because I my my center is AD. AD, yeah. My, and the, all the reasons you said, it just makes a lot of sense. He's done it for an entire decade. Sure, the injuries. And you know, but when he plays, when he's he plays, incredible, and especially this season, yeah. my dude. Even though we're not really counting this season, it it just he's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, you still have to count this season. Who's your center? <laughs> this was most most the reason why I wanted to do this because center of the decade because you can't put eighty at center because he didn't play a lot of center. He played a little bit of center, but he sure. doesn't like playing center. No, he doesn't. So, oh my God, who is my center of the decade? It was between I I narrowed it down to three people. I'm in my, in my chose my center. I don't even like. I don't even like that I chose this as my center of the decade. You could really go between my first, second, any of the three guys. Same thing for me with my centers. Yeah. So, Demarcus Cousins. Oh, my center of the decade. He's he because was so his, close his to making peak, my second team. His peak. Yeah. Was higher than the guy I have from. We'll get into it. His peak was a lot higher in this decade than my second team. Yeah. Or the guy that I left off. So. Even though he didn't have a great back half of the 2010s because of the injuries, which had really deprived him, and then yep. the whole legal situation outside of basketball. Yep. His peak with the Sacramento Kings was unbelievable. He looked like the best big man in basketball. Yes. He could do everything handle the ball, shoot it, everything. Funny Defend. enough, most win shares for a big. I love him. Yeah. We both love Marcus Cousins. Uh, it, it, there's honestly. When I created a list, like the the four players that we mentioned, KD, LeBron, James Harden, Steph Curry, that was easy. And then when I got to center, I had to pick between four guys. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, AD is in there as a as a person that could come. Carl Anthony Towns, Demarcus Cousins, and then Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. But it was it was it was easy to take out Dwight Howard because he really didn't do anything past 2012 in this mm-hmm. decade. Demarcus Cousins absolutely dominated if anything he was when the kings wanted to trade him and he wanted to get out of sacramento he was the number one player that people wanted to trade for despite the emotional stuff Mm -hmm. despite him getting a bunch of texts and being a bad person supposedly i think that goes to show you how dominant he was i like your pick i like your pick he was absolutely incredible i love it and that saddled with such a terrible terrible organization it takes a lot of bulls to pick that right there it takes a lot of bulls (laughs) i Um, love boogie who is your second team center then we'll start we'll start at the top at the top of this yeah we'll start at the top all right um uh so yes demarcus cousins peak was higher but the consistency this man had over the decade very underrated and i think he doesn't get a lot of love marcus all Marcus All, his consistency over the decade on those gr- grit and grind Grizzlies teams. Right. I to me, he was the best player on those Grizzlies teams. Okay. I don't think it's close. Zebo was really good. Mike Conley really came into his own, but Marcus All was the reason they were as good as they were. Right, right, right. Without Marcus All, that grit and grind Grizzlies team is nothing. I still and like even playing in playing right now, even his decline, he's still such a valuable player in the NBA, just because of how smart he is and how he knows where to be on the court at all times. He might not be the best shooter anymore he might not be the best finisher anymore but he's still so smart and he can still you can still play an offense through him on certain possessions because of how he passes and how he can anchor a defense i, I just love marcus all and i think to me there wasn't there wasn't really much of a debate between him and dwight howard 
I agree with you. I I think for me a little bit, Marcus All was an oversight. Like I just yeah. when I, I maybe I dive too much into the stats. It's just that when I picked this guy and and the guy that I'm about to say at center, it caught my eye that as soon as he got into the league, I know you're he just started him. dominating. Yeah. That's Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. And you know um, how much I love Cat. Yeah, I know you do. Listen, the fact that he's only one of only three players to have averaged twenty points, ten rebounds in a in a, in a season, mm-hmm. over sixty percent true shooting, and of those six times that's happened in this decade, Carl Anthony Towns has four of those seasons. Yeah. It doesn't like I I'm hard on Cat because mm-hmm. I see how great he is mm-hmm. and what he does in Minnesota. His win shares aren't great. He doesn't help his team win. And I think that's a big question going into the next decade. But pure dominance as a center, can't deny Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. It's unbelievable what he's done. For me, it was just mostly, I, I don't think he had played, en- he hadn't impacted the decade as much as prior to. Yeah, in terms of like the overall yeah. impact on the decade. Yeah. And I, I can't I can't say no to that. And people Kat. people are going to probably, you know, be, be annoyed because Cat's never been a crazy playoff guy. Right. Cat's never been, you know, he made that one playoff run, not even a run really, mm-hmm. with the Timberwolves and, and Jimmy Butler. But that was Jimmy Butler's team, not Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Power forward of the decade, good sir. Go for it. Oh, Blake Griffin. I feel like that wasn't. I feel like that wasn't. That wasn't. Hard, that yeah, was a hard you, pick. you know, I. Blake's see, impact on the decade is. If I did it your way, Blake is my pick. Yeah, easily. But I can't deny Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I can't. I can't. I just. I don't think he's played like. He he's okay, but statistically, but his, his, his through the three. I know that his last it, three seasons, yeah. including this one, have been incredible. Actually, last five. Last five. Yeah, because because the last three have been incredible. That's but what I mean. Then, I mean, his last three have been like outstanding. And then the two seasons before that have been really good. Yeah, that's when he was coming coming up. Right, right, right. I I just I, and and you're like it's funny that we're we're battling because yeah. I'm not on Team Giannis. You, you picked you picked two guys that obviously <laughs> I love. They're yeah. two of my favorite players in the league. Other than when he comes to the Raptors in 2021, that's not happening. Um. But the the reason I pick Giannis is because he statistically put himself in a category with LeBron James and Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. and it's literally just them in that category. Mm-hmm. And if you're in there and and you're you're comparable to them, I don't see a reason as to why I can't put you on this team. Now I get Blake Griffin because Blake Griffin at the start of this decade, man, the mania that was around mm-hmm. Blake and, and the Lob Clippers City. and Lob City which I'm sure we can get into later. It it just was so much fun to watch. So I get Blake. I get Blake. Do you get Giannis? Of course. No, I under I, I say it's the same thing. Cat and Giannis are the same thing as why I didn't pick like Cat and Giannis versus Marcus Gasol and Blake Griffin. It's the same reason. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Just like their length over the decade versus like fair enough overall impact. Like just their peak. Right. I just picked Blake because like he's been a dominant, dominant power forward for so long this decade, like for basically the entire decade, and he's evolved his game. Throughout this whole decade, the injuries bring him down a lot, yes. and the lack of playoff success obviously brings him down a little bit. That's as well. what hurt Demarcus for me. It was the injuries yeah. because of the yeah. That's fair. I know your small forwards, Kevin Durant, because Kevin Durant. he left him out of the yeah, thing. Yeah, left him out of the first. Time. It's I don't think there's really any reason to argue that. Um, my small forward is Mr. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, yeah. Yeah, the fact that he got drafted in 2012, we said or 2011, right? 2011, yeah. 2011, and the nine years that he's been in this, he's gotten two finals MVPs, mm-hmm. two defensive players of the years, mm-hmm. uh, players of the years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's not much of a question. No. There really isn't no. much of a question to this. If I, if I this. did it your way, Kawhi's on my team, no problem. And um, and the other thing is that he brought the Raptors an NBA championship. That gives him a little bit of, of leeway with me. Um, <laughs> so I, I put him on the list. Your two guards. So you have a shooting guard, point guard. Yeah. I picked two point guards. Okay. 
Um, but you you go ahead and give me your. Oh, well, I know our, I know one of our guards is the same. That's Chris Paul. Yes. Yeah. So Chris Paul as one of the to me as one of the most underrated players of this decade i agree yeah. he gets so he, well maybe most underrated not most but one of the most underrated players of all time i would say so like the lack of respect he gets among yeah. nba fans just because of the lob city stuff he doesn't win in the playoffs yeah. and just because he's apparently just an arrogant sob to play with yeah that doesn't change how good he's been over this decade he's been so consistent even in year 30 even at, not year 34 his 34th year of being alive, I guess. I'm not aware of okay. phrase that. His year 34 season, that's better. Um, age, age 34. 34 thank you. There you go. His year 34 <laughs> season. His age 34 season. It's still one of the like, for his age. This is still one of the best we've ever seen from yeah. a player that's a guard that's 34. And just to think, with all of the injuries that he's dealt with, and these are like they're not they're not um, tremendous like career-ending mm-hmm. injuries, but they're nagging injuries that constantly kept him out of the game. The fact that his numbers prove that regardless when he's on the court, he's a plus, not a negative, yeah. is just going to show you how good Chris Paul is in the game. He makes his teammates so much better. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if, you're, if your nickname at any point in the decade was Point God, yeah. you just have to be on the list. Yes. You were the best point guard in the league. For until Steph Curry really shot up, he was the best. He was the best point guard in the NBA. And you know the the previous decade, there's an argument of putting him in the second team. Yeah, you consider it because there are a lot of great point guards in that decade: Nash, Jason yeah. Kidd. Uh, you know, but you, Deron Williams for Der- a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Darren Williams. You he's, know, he's the guy. He's the guy that they, that they competed. That Chris yeah, Paul was competing yeah, I remember. With for like two I remember. Years yeah. Until everyone clued in that, oh yeah, no, actually, Chris Paul is, is way so much better. better. Yeah. Because he does it at both ends of the floor. I'm curious, who's your other guard? My other guard was very, very tough. It came down to two people. Okay. And I I felt really bad leaving one out because he, oh, okay. the impact he had over the no yeah we have the same guy I, I think we have the same guy is it Dwayne Wade oh what yeah, Dwayne Wade yeah okay D-Wade, interesting he's my honorable mention yeah go ahead and it's mostly for the first half of the decade that he yeah. had with the Heat but the fact that he was on those Heat teams that really have partially that them and the Warriors really defined the decade yeah I couldn't find a way to like I had it, uh, it was a hard time leaving him off this list and leaving his impact. In the NBA, even like near the end, you could see just how he was still a really good player in his last season. Not really, not really good. A decent he enough. He was still player. a good player for his age. He could have continued to play. Essentially, he probably could have. Yeah, the dip came when he played for Chicago. The dip came like that was really his worst time, and it maybe even like the, his last half season before his last season with right. Miami. But he was uh, such a good player for a team that was so dominant. He was their second best player, the Miami Heat. When they were winning those, when in those Heat my years. my issue with Dwayne Wade was that he was like throughout the Heat series or mm-hmm. or that Heat run, he wasn't the healthiest. No, and um and I think that hindered why I picked Russell Westbrook. That's fair, and it's because um start of the series, sorry, start of the decade, he was great, mm-hmm. and then he continued on even without Durant. He had those triple double seasons, yeah. and and he dominated, won himself an MVP. I think. The reason I put Westbrook over Dwayne Wade and over Clay Thompson, which was hard to put. For me, it was Wade or Thompson. Wade or Thompson. So I, I'm curious as to why you didn't put Westbrook. I didn't really. Uh, it was well, one, it was because I was doing it this way. I was doing it this way yeah, where yeah. I had point guard shooting. Guard. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, right. That was one of the main reasons. I'm not putting Russell Westbrook over, over Chris Paul. Over Chris Paul, but okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, if, if I was doing threes, I would. I would. if I was doing two guards, I would have considered it. Like, okay, I fair enough. I would have considered him for sure. I get that. 
I, I just, my thing with Russell Westbrook is that in a lot of ways, I think that he is one of the most underrated players. Yeah, his inefficiencies and, and you know, everybody can hamper down on what how he's become one of the worst shooting players in the NBA. I find it hard to call a, a, guy, a guy who won MVP an underrated player, but I, 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 can see, I see what you're saying. Uh, well, I mean, even in that season, people thought Harden should have won. But then the next year after that, people thought Westbrook, Westbrook should have won. won. Yeah. So there was at least a couple of seasons where he was like, no. But I see what your point. Like, I get. I just think he gets disrespected a lot. Yeah, like, the, Chris, like Chris Paul. Yeah, and and you know what? As we go forward into the next decade, there's a good chance that people are gonna just realize the tail end of stuff and and how over this you know past couple of years it's not been the greatest for Russell Westbrook. Yeah. And they're gonna emphasize on that without realizing, and that's why I put him on this list. It's because. You have to realize greatness at the moment, and I think I I wanted to embrace – he's one of my favorite players. I wanted to embrace the fact that in this decade, he was absolutely dominant. Right. Um, So that's that that was it. Honorable mentions. Let's let's run through this quickly a little bit. But Kevin Love was was an honorable mention for me. He was great in Minnesota, came to the Cavs, won a championship. That's – was he on your list as well? Yeah, I, I considered him as well. Uh, uh, obviously, you mentioned Clay Thompson. Yep. I mentioned Dwight Howard was one of the guy. Was one of the centers I left off. Yep. Uh, Russell Westbrook already mentioned. I left him off as well. Right. Kawhi, same thing. Right. Uh, the two guys that I have that you might not have had for honorable mentions: Paul George. No, I didn't have Paul George. Paul George, I have on there. The years with Indiana were crazy. What they were fun years. Yeah, they, I agree. They were I the agree. one team that was like putting up a fight in the East against the Heat. Um, did like you put Rockets Dirk? Did you put Dirk? I considered it, but no, I didn't have an honorable mention. No. He was in my honorable mention. He had some pretty good seasons in like thirteen, fourteen with the Mavs too. So I, I like doing it that at that that age, bro. Mm. It's it's unbelievable to me. Um, four that I considered oh, the guy. One reason I didn't consider him was because this other guy. This is my last honorable, honorable mention. Okay. Marcus Aldridge. Yeah, he was he was good. Yeah, like he was. Uh, Portland the, years were good. Yeah, and then even in San Antonio, he's progressed. He's never uh, again. This is not a guy with a lot of playoff success. I was actually having a conversation when I was debating this with somebody, because I said Blake Griffin would be over Lamarcus Aldridge, and he said, "Well, what about Griffin's lack of playoff success? Well, what about yeah, Aldridge's Lamarcus, lack of playoff yeah, success yeah. either?" So, if anything, I'd say probably Blake has had more playoff success than Lamarcus. Maybe not because he has he's been injured for a lot of his play. He was yeah. injured for a lot of his playoff series, but Lamarcus hasn't done much either. Um, two guys you didn't have in the honorable mentions. I put them in there uh mm-hmm. damian lillard yeah yeah lillard Dame, lillard had Dame as well one of the when i mentioned earlier about russell westbrook and J- uh, james harden sorry steph curry james harden and russell westbrook in that list of 20 uh top 20 teams mm-hmm. sorry top 20 seasons where it was pretty much dominated by russell westbrook james harden and steph curry right damian lillard had two of those seasons okay. so just to have him in that category you got to respect it yeah. Throw Dame in there. Non-stats wise, too, he had two of the most defining shots of the decade. As yes, well. he that did. Shot uh, against the Rockets, Rockets, I believe, and then against OKC. Basically, two series enders. Yeah. Literally, there was there was only one time that a series was ended uh, on a buzzer beater before Damian Lillard. He now has two of them. That's crazy. So it's it's crazy to think of. Um, another guy, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, my friend. That's fair. He's 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 deep in the honorable me- mentions. I'll give you deep, that. Yeah. Very very deep. Yeah. But. To I'd go pull, from I'd pull a Marcus before I'd pull Kyle yes, Lowry. Yeah, I agree. And and with the talent of guards, there's no way he would have ended yeah. up on that list. But to just bring it back to Lowry, to go from Houston and Memphis where he was struggling, mm-hmm. people thought that you know his his career was ending, and to redefine himself in Toronto, it really I can't believe I said Toronto like a, yeah. a like a like, like an an outsider. outsider. <laughs> I mean, you're from Newark. You're not really from Toronto. Anyway, <laughs> hey, so hey, okay. hey, hey, <laughs> Toronto. Uh, to define his career here was great to see, and he's also one of my favorite players. I I, 
I kind of mirrored my game after him a lot of ways because <laughs> he's just like he's a feisty guy. Yeah. He gets in there, and um, statistically he did it as well. Yeah. One, a couple of those seasons that I mentioned again, the top twenties, there was Dame Lillard who was just like this outlier random guy who was mm-hmm. there, and Kyle Lowry yeah. had one of those seasons too. So. He can do it with the best of them, especially when he was at his peak. So put Lowry in there as well. Ah, my guy. You're pulling Lowry in there, then you got to put Mike Conley in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. Hey! Mike Conley did have a lot of good seasons. He had a lot of good seasons. But yeah. I like your Marcus All pick, dude. I yeah. like it a lot. So the other half of this uh, all decade, and I hope you guys are enjoying this, uh, th- <laughs> this all decade podcast is draft picks and, and you know, getting into. Do you want to do draft picks first, or do you want to do uh, the we'll do, franchises? We'll do the, we'll do the franchises, even the finals. And okay, so so how about this? Your best franchise of the decade, good sir. I know, I know, I think I know the one you have. So I went with something different. Yes. I went with Miami Heat. Okay, yeah. Uh, obviously, they were the story of the first half of the decade. Yeah, and they've I, to me, it's just been so impressive how they've transitioned from the Heatles into a team that. Even though they're not a championship contender anymore, they're still always in the mix for a playoff spot, and they're still so consistent every year. Can't believe they wanted to fire Spolstra. That's what I'm saying. Can't believe they wanted to you fire could, Spolstra. You could argue he's one of the co- you not even argue you he's in there for coach of the decade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, the, without a doubt. The they're, fact that with with the talent that he's had after LeBron and Dwayne Wade, and he's still he's managed to keep them semi competitive yeah, is very impressive. Such a, and it's such a well respected organization. Not that not that the the organization I think you're going to pick isn't well respected. Yeah. But Although the last couple of seasons they did have some bad news, but yeah. But even and then, but just the fact that they're so well respected for how they they treat their players and how they develop their players, and that's really obviously why they still had success is how they develop their players. Yeah. But the fact that guys in the league or that guys coming out of the draft want to they they some guys want to just not go drafted so they can pick and go to the Heat because they okay. know the Heat are going to develop them so well. Like Kendrick Nunn, obviously, yeah. is the biggest one right now. Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson. Like, he transferred and went to Michigan, had a couple of good years. He goes to Miami, and he's turned into one of the best players, one of the best shooters, shooters yeah. in the NBA this year. They're just such a great organization, top to bottom. It starts with Pat Riley, obviously. Oh, yeah. Any organization Pat Riley is a part of is probably going to be one of the best organizations of any decade. They, they, then, they do have a, a great organizational yeah. structure, similar to another team, which is the Raptors. I'm not going to call them my best team of the oh, decade. Okay. That's why. <laughs> the best team of the decade, uh, or the best franchise of the decade, is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, I think it goes without saying when you win 73 games after, you know, I mean, the way they ended that season, obviously, is is riddled with with bad, uh, <laughs> I guess, karma, whatever you yeah. want to call it. But the fact that you win 73 games in a se- season, yeah. um, the fact that you had this dominant team that which is arguably, like we said earlier in the podcast, probably the greatest team ever assembled. Yeah. Um, you had Stephen Curry. And the one thing with Steph and Clay, this is this is the thing that really helped me define this decade. They define what's going to be happening in this next decade. Mm-hmm. I know LeBron and and the Heat did it as well with super teams and the player empowerment era, which was earlier on in the decade. And I think that set the precedent for what happened in the later half. Mm-hmm. But I think the Warriors in this second half of the decade set the precedent for what's going to happen in the next decade, right. which you see all these teams going for f- quick shots, fast pace. Yeah. They're shooting all the time. That, that, I mean, we could go into the statistics, but the rate is, at, at which people are shooting three-pointers yeah. is through the roof. Yeah. And I think that goes to show you the effect of Steph and Clay. It got to the point where, where the Warriors near the end, they're lagged behind. Yeah. Like teams passed them yeah. and made them look like, like they the were Rockets like, yeah. said, okay, thank you very much, and yeah. we're going to go with this. The Rockets, the Bucks, the Hawks now. Like yeah. all these teams are playing so much faster. The Kings last year. Right. They play so much faster and so much like and really have just taken the math and abused it. 
but way more than I'll, the Warriors ever did. I'm going to come back to you in a decade and see if that was a good thing because we're going to see in 10 years, okay, was this really the way that the, the yeah. league should have progressed? Should have gone, yeah. Um, but uh, obviously that's a question for another decade. I really like saying that. Question for another decade. Um, <laughs> Let's hear your worst organization. <laughs> this is an obvious one. This is clear as day. That's why, again, I picked something else, but I want to hear what you have. Um, the New York Knicks. If I knew you weren't picking that, I would have picked them. <laughs> they, they, You know what? It's, it's even arguable that the New York Knicks are the worst franchise of the century. Forget a decade. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. It, it, this decade has been riddled with controversy, with mm-hmm. rumors, with trading your franchise players, with messing up on trades and draft picks. There's really no other way to ruin basketball in the mecca of mm-hmm. supposedly basketball than what the New York Knicks have done. Yeah. And I think, you know, you hope that things turn around. You think that in this next decade they can somehow evolve and James Dolan becomes a different person. We saw a couple of weeks ago, Joe tried to pitch to us that <laughs> James Dolan is going to be your guy. It's not going to be that it's way. It's not. And, um, you know, they have a lot of things to work on going into this next decade. I really hope it it turns out well because I love, I absolutely love when Madison Square Garden is riled up. They yeah. are some of the best fans in the NBA. Yeah. It just hasn't happened in this decade, my friend. Nope. Worst franchise. Worst franchise? Oh, I again, if it wasn't if I knew you weren't picking them and yeah. I wanted to, you know, keep it a little lighter here, I would have picked the next two. Okay. But ah, I didn't want to do that. So where <laughs> let's before I before we do, where are we starting the decade from? Are we starting from the 0910 season? I will give you the 0910 season because uh, this that's n- not as fun. Okay, fine. Let's okay. start from 1011. Fine, 1011. The f- goddamn Charlotte Hornet slash Bobcats. That is a fair they are gesture. Not just the worst organization of this past decade, they are the most irrelevant oh, franchise yes, of this I, past uh, yeah. decade. Oh, and yeah. It's not close. You could name if you did a quiz and named the 30 NBA teams for a casual fan, that's probably the last team they name. Probably. Or it's probably the team that they would most likely to forget. Yeah. I wanted to start from the 10-11 season because in this decade... Weren't they the Bobcats before? Uh, in this decade, have they been the Bobcats? They were the Bobcats for <laughs> a, a lot of this decade. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to start at 10-11 because they have only had two playoff appearances in this decade, and they lost in the first round both times. Uh, were they sweeps? I'm pretty sure they were probably. sweeps. I don't want to look into it, but probably. Yeah. They are so irrelevant. Like The most notable player in their franchise in this decade has been Kemba Walker. No second? Dis- second? A, co- a close second, Al Jefferson, buddy. <laughs> that's <laughs> you, how bad it but is. That's the thing. You can go from you go anywhere from Al Jefferson to Ger- uh, Gerald Wallace, Stephen yeah. Jackson, oh, Sean crash. Livingston, all these guys. These like, But this is such an irrelevant franchise, and it's hilarious that it's run by the greatest player of all time yeah. arguably yeah like it's hilarious it's, that michael it, jordan it's owns laughable this, dude michael jordan owns this team and they're atrocious <laughs> this should tarnish michael jordan's legacy honestly <laughs> that's how bad they are they're losing money they lose money every year how is this a viable franchise i know i don't get it i actually like your pick a lot man no disrespect to kemba walker but that's not a player who you should have as your franchise player no that's not a player who should like like be uh, so, the well, guy. Obviously, obviously, if you look back, if you look back at the actual Charlotte Hornets, you have Larry Johnson. Yeah. You have player, you know, Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues, yeah. But Lonzo Mourning. Lonzo Moore, exactly. Or if you look at the New Orleans Hornets, if you count those, but if, I'm counting the times when they were in Charlotte. Right. And in this decade, 
their player has been Kemba Walker, and I think I think almost every team has a better franchise player in this decade than Kemba Walker. That's something we should we could look we could look through. Who's the every next franchise play, every, Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, he's easily a better player than Kemba Walker. That would be a cool Over thing to look through, by the way. Melo also was a sneaky pick for someone for a yes, player of this decade. Absolutely, That's I agree. Something with we should you. have actually mentioned. Honorable mention. Shout out to yeah. Mr. Melo. We would never have done it, but. No. Um, he's someone you could have mentioned for sure, but yeah, Charlotte uh, for me, I like worst it, organization and least relevant organization. Okay, your favorite team of the decade. Now this this isn't like franchise for the yeah, entire ten like, decades. Sorry, ten years. This is your one season team that was your favorite. I'll go first if you want me to. Yeah, I, well, this is for me. I, this is probably for anyone who listens. It's probably pretty obvious. But okay, give it to uh, him. Mine is the 2011, 2012 Oklahoma City Thunder. Wow. Okay. My never mind. I thought we were gonna go. I thought you were going with the Raptors. No, they, they were not my favorite team okay. of the decade. I was absolutely obsessed with that team mm-hmm. because I loved Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook at the time was my favorite player, and they made it to the NBA Finals that year. Yeah. And that year, I mean, the way that they ended in a fourteen-year-old's head like me at that time, <laughs> I wouldn't have imagined that they would even make the finals. Yeah. It was so much fun to see. It seemed like this team was going to stick together forever. I thought Harden, Westbrook, Durant, these guys are all so good. They're going to stay together. They're going to try again, win a championship. (laughs) Obviously, we know as history has shown that that didn't happen. But that was just, it was such a great time for Mm -hmm. me as a basketball fan because I got to enjoy three of my favorite players. And in a lot of ways, all three of those players ended up breaking my heart <laughs> throughout the decade, slowly but surely. How first, did, Har- how did Harden do it? Because oh, the trade. Yeah, James Harden was arguably my favorite player on that team. Wow! But then he got traded, and uh, I guess the rumors at the beginning were, "Oh, Harden didn't want to play here." Right. Uh, you know, th- this happened, blah blah blah, and maybe that was OKC trying to send that mm. news to the media, but. At least that broke my heart, and him being in Houston and doing what he does right now, it it really bugs me just because, <laughs> because we can see how good. He how good. But he never would have become that with that team. Yeah, that's another probably, thing, right? You, well, you don't know that, but it probably never becomes that. Westbrook at the same time broke my heart because, you know, of all the hate that he gets throughout yeah. all this stuff. And, and you know, I'm sure Caleb, who, who's listening, he's going to give me a bunch of reasons as to why I should hate him. But <laughs> And and Kevin Durant, the clear reason why he broke my heart is because he freaking left. So And he did something that LeBron, who in the past decade broke my heart with and, and decided to leave. So <laughs> who's yours? Uh, I, I thought about the OKC team. I really did like that team. James Harden, like you, loved him. I loved him, too, with that OKC yeah. team, with the the beard and the yeah. celebrations and just how young they were and how fun yeah. and exciting they were. Uh, I really sh- I, I, I wish I could pick the Fear the Deer Bucks when I first became a fan Right. Uh, with Brandon Jennings and Andrew Bogut, and then Andrew Bogut went down. They lost the Hawks. But I think when I really look back on it, the team I always will remember from this decade, even if they didn't win a championship, and they probably were never going to win a championship, were the 12-13 Memphis Grizzlies. The, grit, the peak of grit and grind Grizzlies. It lost grit and grind. Zebo, Zebo, Marcus Gasol, Mike Conley, Tony Allen. Yeah. That whole team. I just... Was they, it Tayshawn Prince then or O.J. Mayo? Uh, it might have been O.J. Mayo. Let me let me check the roster. I Rudy Gay was still on that team too. Right. Oh, such, no, such it was a Rudy. Fun yeah. Team. Yeah, yeah. Josh, I remember Josh Selby. I used to love Josh Selby. <laughs> such, a, such a fun team. And really for what the main reason... Well, one... I have a fan, I have a friend who's a big Grizzlies fan. And he really got me into like how how fun this team could be. Even they're just like they're just playing defense, not scoring a ton, but it yeah. was just so cool how like for me what ended it ended up being was 
this small market team that had no like superstars and yeah. Marcus All, Zebo, and Mike Conley. Nobody's really ever Allen. talking about them type no. of thing. Yeah. And it gave me hope as a fan of a small market team that you can do it without a superstar. Obviously, my team now has a mega star, but right. it gave me hope that like you don't need anyone huge to take your team to a, a deep playoff run. And obviously, you saw that with the Rap. You saw live that with the Raptors, with yeah. Lowry and DeRozan. They were never superstars. They were. You can argue they were stars. They were all stars, but yeah. they were never like the. They were never LeBron or Steph or James Harden or Giannis. Kawhi. Kawhi. They yeah. were never these guys. They were never those guys. And I just really, I really look back on those teams fondly, and I want people to remember those teams because those are the teams that will never really get any love going right. forward yeah. because they never won a championship or went to a finals even. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, for me, it's the. It's I the thought you would say Lob City, to be honest. I, I generally thought, thought you were going to do Lob City because I love Chris Paul, but I just, I, 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 it's for me, it's the Grizzlies, just for a, like a, that small market team. Right, I, yeah. I even thought about the Pacers, those Pacers teams that, that went was, up against LeBron teams. every year. Those yeah. teams were so fun, and they made again, they made you believe as a fan of a small market team could be done that it's possible that yeah. you can do this without having a superstar. Your favorite NBA Finals. Uh, the I don't remember the exact I couldn't remember the exact year off the top of my head when I wrote this down, but it was the year the Cavs uh came back from three one down. Uh, twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, when they that was that was incredible. Yeah, that I, was as a big LeBron fan. Even when he was in Miami, I still love LeBron. Yeah, as a big LeBron fan, it was cool to see him take down this team. That like that was the seven that was a seventy three win year, right? Yep. So it was the, it, it, it. You know what it seemed like? It seemed like throughout that NBA Finals that it was history Mm -hmm. you know you could see that you know this team that was supposedly unbreakable yeah right come and be broken in Mm -hmm. three games by this cavaliers team i i agree i agree with you it's it's beautiful that 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 finals it was either that one or one of the uh heat finals against the spur any of those those were incredible yeah but for me it had to be that for that that finals was probably my favorite just for how dramatic the whole series was and being uh, again, being a big LeBron fan, seeing him really just carry that team on his back and winning the first championship for Cleveland, and seeing how much that meant to that city, that was so impressive. That was so cool. My favorite NBA Finals, uh, and that would have been it. That probably would have been it. I think that's probably it for a lot of people. Yeah. But if the Raptors <laughs> didn't make the NBA Finals, that would have been my pick. There's really no reason to even explain this. Uh, There's no need to. Yeah, there's really if no the need to. If the Bucs won a finals in this decade, that's my pick, no question. I, and I came into the NBA Finals. If the Bucs even were in a finals and they lost, I would have picked that one. Yeah, yeah. I came into the NBA Finals thinking, okay, there's pretty much no chance the Raptors win this. Mm. Warriors are going to show them what it means to actually play in an NBA Finals. This is going to happen. And they proved me, a fan who has been a fan for a very, very long time, wrong. And yeah. um, it was beautiful to see. I loved it. I loved every moment of it. I, it was <laughs> even me. Obviously, yeah. a Bucks fan, but having lived in Toronto all my life and starting out my life as a Raptors fan, it was it was incredible to see. It was really beautiful, and it, I, the, the the we all we were watching it together, and we yeah. we celebrated after together. Seeing the city just so excited. Every time I think about this too. Every time I'm downtown at night, you feel I, I you feel, think I, of I, the... I think about it like where everyone was and how crazy everything was, and all the music that was going on. Everyone cheering everyone celebrating yeah. everyone dancing was crazy the first couple of seconds after we stepped out of gabby's which is a bar here by the way um the first couple of seconds when we stepped out and you just see people trickling out of their houses that's one of my favorite that's that my favorite is one moments. of my favorite moments of all time yeah. just you you see it slowly starts to begin and then that celebration that pretty much happened all night 
Um, let's move to our draft picks. Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> yeah. it quickly though, because it, it has been a long duration. If you're listening throughout this, thank you very much again yeah. for listening. Um, your best draft pick of the decade. We have two different reasons probably for, yeah. for these. I, I looked at draft picks like, okay, value for where they were at mm-hmm. and how did everybody else screw up on this type yeah. of thing. So who was your best draft pick like of the decade? For me anyway, this shouldn't be a question. Uh, Giannis. Yes. One, I have a personal bias behind this, but two, you got arguably the greatest not the greatest sorry the best player in the world right now outside of the lottery right as a bucks fan you look as a bucks fan or as a fan of a team that's always just spinning their wheels in the eighth seed i'm sure a lot of teams can relate to that right now the detroit pistons are one of them shout out them yeah uh you never expect to get a star with any of those picks Mm -hmm. if you have a pick anywhere outside of the lottery from like 15 to 20 you're not expecting to get a star and you're not confident in your organization that you can get a star and then when the bucks picked this kid who David Stern could barely pronounce his name. He comes on stage and he's this this lanky, skinny kid, skinny kid, and you show me all From these like, blur, yeah these blurry highlights of him in the Greek second division, yamming yeah. on guys. You're like, all right, what what are they doing? Why yeah. are they, like what is going on here? Right, right. And then you slowly see his progression. You see that he wants it. You see how much he loves basketball and how much he wants to you know become a great player. One for himself, but two for his family. Mm-hmm. And I just that that was such it's been obviously such an incredible story that has to be the best for me. That's the best pick of the decade. Easily. One for personal bias and two, just for the value you get at that pick Forget you don't get superstars like that unless you're Kawhi or unless you're Giannis. Yeah, I, I think um, I think the other thing is uh, a main reason why Giannis will probably stay in Milwaukee is that is yeah. the fact that this team who didn't really need to take a chance on him took a chance yeah. on him and look where he's at type of thing. And I think I, I if I if I know who you're if I think who you're picking is right, if is, is it Kawhi? No, it's not no? Kawhi. Okay. No. Well, the, Kawhi me, is a very good yeah. that would have been a great pick to do as well. For me the difference between Kawhi and Giannis is just because the Spurs have such a track record of de- like developing guys. You kind of like you're like imagine oh, maybe, maybe he gets it, right? Yeah, and then but then with Giannis you're like the Bucks have done nothing with any of these draft picks. Yeah, yeah. They came off of drafting like John Henson. Yeah. Like this you didn't expect anything to happen and then they got a superstar out of it. My best pick was made in the second round. Um, Ooh, I think I. It's not Jokic. No, is it Draymond? It's Draymond. Okay, I thought about that too. The Warriors wouldn't be NBA champions. Yeah. They wouldn't be these great this great team without Draymond Green. Mm. He won a Defensive Player of the Year. He was drafted thirty fifth overall, and about thirty two of those teams screwed up. Uh, the, the 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 teams that didn't screw up were the teams that drafted Anthony Davis, Damian mm. Lillard, and Bradley Beal. But other than that, you messed up. Yeah. On a guy who, Michigan State, by the way, has a history of. Pretty much players that have some kind of motor to them, uh, exception to a, uh, some of these players that have came out of there, that just produce in the NBA. Yeah. And I think Magic Gary Johnson, Gary Harris, and now Draymond Green. <laughs> Jaron Jackson? Jaron Jackson. It, it, there's, there's, there's a lineage. I don't know how they screwed up on this. He's yeah. a three-time NBA champ, three-time All-Defense, um, Defensive Player of the Year, like I mentioned. Draymond is the reason why the Warriors were so great. <laughs> it's just pure simple. Yeah. Um my other my other pick who was really close to this and just because, you know, Raptors, Pascal. How do you miss out yeah. on a guy like that, 27th overall? But I think if Pascal didn't get drafted by the Raptors, it wouldn't have been the same story. I think the development of the Raptors yeah, is more a of a story There's than There's a few franchises Pascal. where this works out and the Raptors are obviously one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Very few franchises. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we were talking. We, we got. We were very serious about these. So let's do worst draft picks. Worst oh draft picks. We have some fun with these okay. ones. Okay. I, I have like a list. Sorry, uh, we should clarify also. 
it's worse draft picks that aren't Anthony Bennett because that's just easy. Yes, and also yeah. we don't want to rip on a Canadian too hard. Exactly. <laughs> we we already know Bennett was literally, may, arguably, maybe one of the worst draft picks ever. And to be fair, like it wasn't like it was a pick that like, came out like it was surprising, but it wasn't like he was like a he was a non prospect. Yes, yeah. He was still a prospect, not being maybe not considered for number one, but he was a guy that people thought of pretty highly going into the yeah. draft. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the Minnesota Timberwolves a little bit. We talked about how they messed up. With uh, Johnny Flynn and yeah. and drafting him over Stephen Curry, but that was in a prior decade. That was in two thousand nine. Sorry, but also drafting Flynn along with rookie Rubio. Yes, two guys who can't really shoot the ball. My issue with them in this decade was the drafting of Wesley Johnson Bad fourth pick. overall over Demarcus Cousins, Gordon Hayward, and Paul George. Yeah, um, just to think about how more how much. How different this team would be, yeah. although all three of those players have moved on to different yeah. teams than they got drafted with. How different this team yeah. would be if they had these players, I right? About, and that's not even that. It's that Wesley Johnson going into the draft wasn't that highly no, recruited. He was an older player. Yeah, he, had, he transferred to Syracuse and then was pretty good. But even then, still wasn't like it wasn't like he was an outstanding player. Exactly. He had one really good season, but he came in at twenty three. What are you doing? This guy and I and you're gonna battle with me a little bit on this is the worst pick of the decade. Okay, Derek Williams, second yeah, overall. I, see, I, that's I. I but uh, I, in context, right? He got drafted over Kemba, Clay, mm-hmm. Kawhi, Vucevic, Tobias Harris, and Jimmy Butler. It was a stacked draft. For you could have threw a, a what's that saying? Threw a, a dart. Threw a dart at a wall, yeah. and it would have landed at a good player. And somehow they picked the worst. But if to be fair though, go, look if you look back at everyone before that draft. No one ripped them for that pick because everyone liked Derrick Williams coming out of Arizona. Yeah, he got into he a dunk ex- contest, I remember. He was an explosive athlete. Yep. He put up numbers. He looked good by basically any like projection model. I Yes, yes, but at the same time... I think we have different criteria for it because I'm yeah. looking at guys that didn't even make sense at the time. Okay. Like this, like at least like Derrick Williams number two made sense because people projected him there. People thought like that could happen. He could have like, gone one. And there, yeah, exactly. And there's no way that you're picking Ka- like nobody going into that draft. There's no way you're picking Kawhi over Derek yeah. Williams at number two. It's recency bias for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I do agree. It was he is a like he didn't turn out very well. That is yep. true. But he he did manage to have a decent NBA career. To be like to be fair. Oh yeah, fair enough. I mean yeah. Like it, it was decent. Like not a number two overall pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. But same with Wesley Johnson. He ended up with a decent career. But that's only because he got Role paid player. a ton of money. Yeah. That, that Clippers contract was atrocious. Yeah. I'm surprised we went into the Minnesota Timberwolves and didn't talk about Chris Dunn. Well, Chris That's Dunn one guy I consider for my worst pick. was horrible. Yeah. But he's turning out to be a but semi-decent you, uh, player you now. you already had Ricky Rubio. Mm-hmm. He's not even turning, not even semi-decent. He's a, he's a solid defender. That's about it. He, I just think he, he, there's potential with him. Like we got to see for the next decade that I was really hesitant to pick guys mm-hmm. in uh 2017, 18 and even 19 draft mm-hmm. because oh, I'm glad because uh, I went to 16 for my worst pick. Right? We 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 don't know what's mm. going to happen with those guys, right. but who's who's your worst pick oh, in 2016? So funny. I love this one. 2016 draft, number 13 overall by the Sacramento Kings. Giorgio's Papagiannis. Oh my god, I don't even remember. No? Yeah. yeah, of course you don't. He played like 2 years. <laughs> even at the time no one had any idea who this guy was. Some projection models didn't have stuff to translate the numbers that he had from the league he was playing in. They, wow. they were that they were that random. He played like two years, and the Kings had to like give up assets to get him off their team. Jesus, that was actually the trade, the George Hill trade, where they sent George Hill to Cleveland. I think it was a three. T- I think that was a three team trade, and there was confusion over which team had to take Papagiannis, but nobody wanted to take him. Wow. 
he was like he was such an obscure pick. Even like the guys after him weren't that great. If you go after him, the guys right after him at thirteen, you have Denzel Valentine, not that great. Right. Juan Hernan Gomez, not that great. Gershon Yabusele, bad pick. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Baldwin, bad pick. Henry Ellenson, bad pick. Then you get some Malik Beasley and Karis LeVert, DeAndre Bembry, solid players. Yeah. But it just didn't. Papa John has made no sense. What was this team doing? How much of this do you think? And yeah, Papa Giannis, I don't even remember this. But exactly. How much of this do you think is like the the way the NBA draft is mm-hmm. hurts how we look at these players because. You you see you you have these projections even like we're we're in December right now mm-hmm. and we have these projections projections for what's going to happen in the 2020 draft who we're going to see at the 60th pick the 50th and 9th pick all the way mm-hmm. all the way to number 1 right yeah. Do you think that like that way of thinking is kind of messed up because you, you even look at the Raptors they have a bunch of undrafted prospects mm-hmm. that have thrived late round picks right Miami late round picks mm-hmm. undrafted prospects do you think those teams are realizing that it's not all about draft positioning? It's about how you draft. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I, I, I. It's just. But for some of these picks, it just made no. Like some of these things made no sense at the time. Yeah. Is the difference like the Chris Dunn pick? If you already have Ricky Rubio, why are you drafting him? Yeah. If you already have Ricky Rubio, why are you drafting Johnny Flynn? Mm-hmm. You were so. If you already drafted Ricky Rubio, you just had him. Or one of the guys I considered was Jaleel Okafor. Why would you draft him when you have Joel Yeah, the Embiid? Sixers were just stockpiling centers for no reason. It made no sense, and his game didn't even fit the modern NBA. Yeah. Like, for people should have seen, like, the Sixers of all teams should have seen that coming. Another team that just stockpiles Orlando Magic. Orlando, like, when, yeah. they, when they just, Mo yeah. Bamba, and then they had, um, who, who's the other guy they had drafted? I don't well, remember. Jonathan Isaac they drafted, and that's turned out to be pretty decent. Yes, yeah, yeah. Aaron yeah. Gordon's been pretty decent as well. But it just seemed like oh, every uh, year they pick a big guy. Thank you very Alfred much. Alfred Payton has not been very good. Yeah. Uh, one guy I really want to mention, not that he was a bad NBA player, but the just the scenario around him was hilarious. Doug McDermott. Yeah. And they traded the how the Bulls traded two picks to get him to get him, and the two picks they traded away were Gary Harris and Yusuf Nurkic. Oh my God. You think the Bulls could use them right now? Yeah, probably. Definitely could use them right now. <laughs> Those, that that was really funny, especially in that trade. They also had to give up a couple second round picks to help. Uh, Denver lose Anthony Randolph's salary. Anthony Randolph, uh, that is like a that's, throwback of a team. Oh, I know, oh, I know player. why they did it. They wanted to try and like put their team over the top when they had Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler. But think of how much different that team looks if you yeah. have Gary Harris and Yusuf Nurkic there. Yeah, that's hilarious. So I think I got off all my honorable mentions. Yeah, I I, I have a couple Raptors stuff. Oh, really? It doesn't really matter though. Like Ooh. I I kind of like these picks regardless Terrence, Terrence because it ended up in a championship. Yeah, Terrence Ross a, over it, it, Drummond. It was a little bit of a high pick, but yeah. like, he was still considered a top prospect. And at the same time, it got a Serge Ibaka. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. JV over Kemba, Clay, and Kawhi. Yeah, but that's not a bad pick. I know. Though. It's not a bad pick because at the end of the day, JV got us Marc Gasol but even and at that the time ends up wasn't a bad pick. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They, so they, these aren't bad NBA, picks. The one bad pick I'll give you is DeAndre Daniels in 20, 2014. They had, I they had, I don't even remember. Did yeah. he play uh, at UConn? Yeah, yeah, he did okay. play at UConn. He was, one of, I think, 25th pick or 24th overall okay. pick. Uh, there were a lot of other options there, specifically Nikola Jokic. Um, <laughs> a so, lot of teams are kicking themselves with that one, though. Yeah, I, I know. And, and I think that just goes back to the draft. Like, yeah. y- you win some, you lose some with yeah. the draft. A draft, they call it a lottery for a reason, because when yeah. you pick them, you hope it turns out well. Mm. 
Um, but there are some picks that are worse than others. Yes. And there are some scouts that are worse than others. <laughs> they clearly don't know basketball. Like, Minnesota, get your stuff together. Man. Sacramento for a long time, get your stuff together. Yeah. They, or, had, a, they had a couple of this decade, too, not just uh, Papa Giannis. Yeah. You look at, well, Marvin Bagley. He can still turn into a decent player, but picking yes. him over Doncic. Thomas, I mean, remember Thomas Robinson? Yeah. I love Thomas Robinson going into so college. That's all a bad that. pick. Yeah, I meant I was so high. I thought Thomas Robinson was going to be the next great big of this generation. Like, that's how big I was on him in college. I actually should mention the one funny thing about the Papa Giannis thing that I that I forgot when I was doing my spiel there was they got him because the uh, Suns wanted to trade up for Marquise Chris, who's mm-hmm. also a bad pick of this decade. Yes. But somehow, even when, and that was part of the return was Papa Gian, the pick for Papa Giannis. But even in that return, even though Papa Giannis is worse than Marquise Chris, they, the Kings still won that trade because one of the picks they got was for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, so you just you automatically, even though you drafted the worst pick of this decade, you still won that trade <laughs> because Bogdan Bogdanovich is so much better than Marquise Chris. If there's one thing, like you know how, uh, and we'll fi- we'll finish it off on this note. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing this decade is known for, so we know the '90s is like you know the the Bulls era, uh, 2000s is known for bad basketball. Um, it is. It <laughs> yeah. is known for bad basketball. Uh, the '80s is known for fights. Yeah. Uh, '70s. Basketball. '70s is known for Lake Show. Yeah. Right. '60s is '60s and '50s is Celtics era. Yeah. What do you think this decade is gonna be known for? For me, if I'm being honest with you, it's LeBron. This okay. is LeBron's decade. LeBron Dom again. He came into the decade as the best player in the NBA, and if if you want to, you can say he left the decade as the best player in the NBA. Yeah. And even if you don't want to say that, he's still a top five player, top three. Mine relates to that. I think my, the the notion teams. of the decade is going to be player empowerment. That's true. Or like or, that or super teams like, I like I, pretty much either of those relate to LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I I agree with you that LeBron is yeah. is essentially the definition of this decade. And if it's not that, then it's three pointers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just triples. I think math. It, I think we'll see that more yeah. in the next decade. I think twenty ten twenty twenty will be the decade of math. Yeah. And just All analytics. Teams just abusing threes and shots at the rim. Do you and think free throws? I'm kind of I'm not worried, but I just hope that basketball doesn't become like baseball, where there's so many numbers, so many analytics that like sometimes the fun of the game gets derived, uh, yeah. you know, pulled away. But um, I guess that's for another decade. <laughs> 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 Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you in ten years. Thank you very much for listening to the Shoot Your Shot podcast. As always, follow us at the Shoot Your Shot Pod. Did you want to add anything good, sir? Follow the Shoot Your Shot Twitter at on Twitter at Shoot Shot Pod. It's very go. easy. Very easy. It's very quick and simple. Um, I was kidding about the ten years thing. By the way, we'll be back with another episode shortly. I'm sure we're dropping <laughs> hey, episodes as you speak. The episode, hey, the 2020s, the de- that you know, we'll define that decade. What? Shoot Your Shot Podcast. There you go. Damn right. Damn right. We'll see you <laughs> in 2020. In uh, in 2030. 2030. Right. We're gonna be we're wild. 2029. Sure, 2029. We'll see you guys in 2029. Decade review of 2029. Have a good one. Bye.